0: agreement is absolutely important as we pray over the word because what you're saying when you agree is you're saying amen. I'm ready to receive. I'm open to receive. Give me hearing hearing ears and seeing eyes, Lord. Father, we approach your word today reverently. We approach it humbly. Sir, I would ask that you would give me utterance to speak your word today. I pray, Lord God, that you would think through my mind, that you would speak through my lips, and that you would use me today to edify, to exhort, and to comfort your people. We pray that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, that our spirits would be strengthened, and we would be fueled by the word of the Lord and by the Spirit of God. And we declare this day that we receive with meekness the engrafted Word, and it changes us as we go from glory to glory. And everyone that agreed said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Open your Bibles this morning, if you would, to John 17. This is our third installment of a series we are entitling, No More Limits. No more limits. Let's all say that three times. No more limits. No more limits. No more limits. From the book of St. John, chapter 17, notice with me over there in verse 14 through 17, we noticed something that we looked at last week, but let's just refresh our hearts with it. In verse 14, Jesus said, I have given them thy word. Thank God for the word of the Lord. The word of God is truth. The word of God is health. The word of God strengthens us. The word of God enlightens our path. The word of God brings light into dark and difficult situations. It is the entrance of his word that giveth light. Light is so important for the day in which you and I live. Darkness is all around us. Darkness on the right. Darkness on the left. But oh, the light of the world lives on the inside of us. And as we feed our spirit the truth of God's word, the entrance of it gives us light. It gives you understanding how to live a victorious life. It gives you light when you need to make a decision. You see, God's Word is so full of light that it will affect your intellect. This light and this life that is in the Word of God, when you are faced with the decision, you can look to the Word and you can look to the greater one who lives on the inside of you and He will direct your paths. He will enlighten my darkness. Now, darkness means sometimes we just don't know which way to go. We don't know what to do. But how many of you know, we know the one who does. And most of our answers are found right in the Word of God. I could say it this way. All of our answers are found in the Word of God. Some specifically, some generally. For those that are general, he's given us the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. So you've got the truth, which is God's Word, which brings light, and the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost, amen, to lead you and guide you and to enlighten your path. Amen. Amen. What more do we need? We don't need anything more. So Jesus said, I've given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So we see that we are not of this world system, we are of the kingdom of God system, which is operated and fueled by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Now in the message, you don't need to bring it up there, it says, they, my followers, are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. So the world has a definition that it would try to place upon our lives. But we don't live our lives defined by the world's boundaries or by the world's labels. We are rather defined by the Word of the living God. And the Word will always define you something far above the world. The world defines you as new creations. The world defines you in right standing with God. So Jesus again said... They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. In other words, we are not marked by its boundaries. We are not fenced in. Notice with me in verse 15. He says, I don't pray that you should take them out of the world. It's important for salt and light to be in the world. I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil or that you should keep them from corruption. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, we can limit our own lives and limit ourselves a couple of ways that I want to talk about this morning. One way that we can limit ourselves in this no more limits life that God wants us to live is through ignorance ignorance will limit us from everything that God's got for us now let me ask you this question can what you don't know limit you in your walk with God look over at Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 I want you to notice this just for a moment Hosea 4, 6 and 7 says this, my people, now he's not talking about the world, he's talking about his people, and we are his people. My people are destroyed. Now I think immediately when I see that word destroyed, I think of the devil, because he is the one that cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to what? He comes to destroy. And so he says, my people are limited. My people are destroyed for the lack of what? The lack of knowledge. In the Hebrew, the word destroy means to cut off. Therefore, what he is saying is, is we are cut off when we don't know God and we don't know his word. Listen very carefully. The Word of God is chucked full of things that we are not to be ignorant of. We are not to be ignorant of the coming of the Lord. We are not to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. We are not to be ignorant of His plan and His will for our lives. And so it says that we are cut off when... We operate in ignorance. Well, Pastor Mark, I've been knowing that for years, but do you know it today? Here's a trick that the enemy plays on us. Once we've been in the Word for a while, he likes to get us to think that we have arrived, and oh man, I know that. I've known that, but do you know it today? Is it fresh to you today? Well, I know that God meets my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I've been knowing that for years. But is it fresh in you today? Well, I know that He's my healer. I know He took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Can't we go on to something deeper? Listen, friends. If we're looking for something deeper... When we haven't acted on what we've already heard, we're missing it. And so faith then does not come by having heard. Faith comes by having a living, active, vibrant walk with God and by hearing the word of the Christ. Listen friends, don't allow ignorance to deceive you. In America, let's be honest about it, we have absolutely no excuse for not knowing Him and not knowing the God of the Word. Listen, we have more Bibles than we've ever had before. You can go online on several major ministries in the body of Christ, good ministers, not charlatans. But men and women that are truly of God, hear from God, and are preaching the Word of God. You can go online and you can download years and years and years of teaching from some awesome ministries for free. You can get every CD that we do here for free. Amen. So in America, we have no excuse to be ignorant he said that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge well let's flip that over if we can be destroyed for the lack of knowledge what can be accomplished in our lives when we're filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding I'm telling you, there's nothing too difficult for the God in whom we serve. And there's nothing impossible with him. And when you get this word lodged deeply in your heart, you will be strengthened and you will be able to possess all that God has got for you. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be ignorant. You know, I think of that word ignorant. I think of... uh, Brother Ed Dufresne. Brother Ed Dufresne used to say ignorant. Well, don't be ignorant or don't be ignorant. Amen. And so, another thing that can limit our lives, I've discovered, is distractions of this age and distractions of this life. I want to work with that just for a moment today. Because, you know, when you start a series out called No More Limits... Oftentimes, we think, oh, we're going to preach about finances. We're going to preach about increase. Man, we're going, to, we're going to receive a debt cancellation offering, and we're going to go abracadabra, and you're going to be out of debt. And man, if you'll just give to the man of God, everything's going to be all right. How many of you know that apart from the Spirit of God, we can't do anything? And so as we build this series, and as we build into it, and as we work into it, Let's see some things that could limit us in our walk with God and cut us off from increase and off from the blessings of God. The next thing we're going to talk about is distraction. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be distracted. (laughs) Listen to this statement. The enemy of your soul, he uses distractions to draw us out of Focusing on Jesus, on the other things that open the door for confusion and worry and anxiety. Now, we must, as Christians, we must develop the powers of concentration. We must develop the powers of focus. And you don't have to wait Till you get home to do it, you can start it in the service right now. For example, somebody gets up in the middle of the service and has to go to the exit. Every eye. I wonder where he's going, Ethel. Or I wonder where she's going, Bob. I got a word for it. One of three places. <laughs> Either going to the restroom, right? Or to check on their children, correct? Or they're leaving. In other words, they've had enough and they're gone. So now notice this. While this is happening, God is tailor making a message just for you. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. He can take a message like I'm preaching today and he can minister several things at the same time to diverse people in diverse situations. But if we don't allow ourselves to be concentrated on what's being said and we allow ourselves to be distracted by someone that has to go to the toilet, we can miss the message that he has for us today. Look at your name, and say, he's got a now word for you. Say it again. He's got a now word right now. He's got a now word for us. So start practicing that now. Now, if, if, you, if your head starts to bob, slap it. And don't be distracted by someone slapping themselves. It's all right. They're just trying to wake up. Amen. And I sincerely meant this, and and I don't mean this as a a put-down or anything like that. I sincerely meant it. Someone had a difficult night the night before church last week and basically was saying, oh, I apologize, I was sleeping. I didn't see the person sleeping at all. But sincerely, I was saying, man, i could so glad I could be a help to you. And I meant that because she needed sleep. But if you don't need sleep, don't sleep. (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So you can, you can develop the power of focus, the power of concentration right now. And unless we develop that in life, the enemy will eat our lunch. With all the ding-dongs and the bells and the whistles and the computers and the iPads and the iPhone? Are you kidding me? You might be studying the Word and hearing from heaven. And you get a little text. Oh, I wonder what that is. Some people are so text-oriented that they'll hold up ten 15 cars behind them when the light is green because they're more important than everyone else. Because my life matters. You don't matter back there. I got to get this text out because I want pepperoni on my pizza. It's all about me. I did it my way, baby. Have you found out? that your way ain't the way? It's crazy. Listen, there are so many distractions. Yeah, true. If you allow yourself to be distracted, it'll limit your life. No, God's not limiting you. You're limiting yourself. Why? Because your eyes have been taken off the prize off of him on other things that distract you thus opening the door for anxiety worry and much fear say it with me god didn't give me a spirit of fear god didn't place me on earth to be fearful but to be faithful I love what Jerry Savell said many, many years ago. He said, if you will take the word focused, F-O-C-U-S-E-D, focused, he says it could mean fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. Yeah. Fixed. My heart is fixed. My heart is established. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm counting on his name. Yes, amen. Now let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse 48 through 32. So a lack of disciplined focus, it can really limit us. Some of you have started some projects that remain unfinished because you've gotten discouraged. And discouragement has been your distraction, and that distraction has taken you off course. And because you're off course, that project may never be realized until you can make the adjustment and get back on course. That's right from the throne of God. I've had the Holy Spirit speak to me. Mark, don't you cast away your confidence. Don't you throw in the towel now. I'm talking about more than once. Because you can imagine how many projects and how many things and how many visions that God gives a pastor. And when you don't see it coming to pass like you anticipated it coming to pass, and when you don't, sense it coming to pass like you feel like it should be coming to pass you can get discouraged and discouragement is an open door to limitation just because something has not happened as of yet doesn't mean that it does not have a divine appointment for it to happen But here's what happens before that breaking through takes place, before that project is realized, before that healing is manifest, before that dead freedom comes, it seems as if everything in the natural will tell you it ain't ever going to happen. And this is where you've got to show up for the fight. I said, this is where you've got to show up for the fight. Because it is a fight. And that's why he told us to fight the good fight. Come on, somebody. Fight the good fight of faith. Now listen. In those times, I sensed the Spirit of the Lord saying this. Brothers... Sisters, hold steady. Hold steady. I get this in my heart. Hold steady. Don't you give up. Don't you cast away your confidence. For you have need of endurance. For that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Listen, there is a recompense for you. There is a reward for me. But it will require the power of disciplined focus, and concentration and not allowing yourself to become distracted or to give up. Say it to me, I ain't giving up. I ain't throwing in the towel. I'm going to believe to the saving of my soul. Now listen. If you look in the Word of God, you will see over and over again, in God's Word, the word diligence. If you look in the book of Proverbs, and you just run your reference to the book of Proverbs and the word diligence, you will see that word pop up several times. The hand of the diligent, the Bible says, will bear rule. Amen? Can anybody give me a working definition of diligence? Somebody look it up. Give me a working definition of diligence what is diligence what is diligence diligence is perseverance what else is diligence earnest persistence. pastor Tom's got it diligence I love that is earnest persistence diligence is earnest, not casual, but diligence is earnest persistence. Now look at Hebrews chapter 11, and we'll go back to, to Luke 10. Hebrews chapter 11, and notice with me in verse 6. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews eleven verse six it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that earnestly and persistently do what? Seek him. It doesn't say anything about he is a rewarder of those that casually seek him. But he is a rewarder. You mark it down. There are rewards for diligence. Amen. How many folks uh, in here just graduated from college recently? Raise your hand. How many of you are on your way? We have one back there. How many of you are on your way to graduating from college? Raise your hand. How many of you have already graduated from college? You raise your hand. Several of you. Let me ask you this Did it take some discipline for you to finish your course? Yes. Did it take some diligence? Did it take saying no to certain things so that you could finish your course? Absolutely it did. And it's the same thing with the things of God. And with the will of God in our lives. It says this, that He is a rewarder. He is a compensator of those that will diligently... Seek Him. Now go over to Hebrews chapter, or, yeah, let's see, go over to uh, Luke chapter 10. Here's what a distraction is. A distraction is an intrusion of the mind that causes confusion. A distraction is an intrusion of the mind that causes confusion. So let's pick this up in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. We will not be distracted, we will not be casual, but we will be diligent. Notice with me in verse 38, it says, Now while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered into a certain village, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. Suppose that was a good day? Amen. Jesus came to her house and she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. Here's what I want you to see about that. Mary had to. Move some things out of the way, perhaps in her thinking, maybe even in the natural realm. She had to make the decision that I am going to take this opportunity seriously. It is not every day that Jesus comes to the house. And what she did is she moved whatever was in her way aside... And the scripture said, she seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to what? Listening to his teaching. And so the entrance of his word in Mary's life was bringing light into her life. She heard the word. Now, this was, if you will, an occasion that did not happen very often. But you and I have this special opportunity every day of our life. Now, let me just say it to you like this. How many have ever seen that picture from the book of Revelation that Jesus is on the outside of the door and he's knocking? And he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open up to me, I will come in. And I will sup with him. And that, of course, is a picture of Jesus knocking on the door of people that don't know him as his Lord and Savior and saying, let me in. I want to come in and I want to sup with you. Let me into your heart. But there's a twofold meaning that I see there that Jesus himself knocks at the door of my heart and knocks at the door of your heart. Every day of our lives. And he's knocking. And he's saying, put the remote away. And he's knocking. And he's saying, that's enough entertainment for now. And he's knocking. And he said, would you would just open your heart? Would you just let me in? Because there's some things that you've wondered about that I want to reveal to you. There's some scriptures that you haven't seen the way I want you to see them. I want to sup with you. That word sup is a word for fellowship. Think about it. The creator of the universe wants to fellowship with you. And he wants to sell, he wants to fellowship with me. But listen, there's too many distractions that I and you have allowed into our lives. Therefore, keeping if you will the door shut. Missed opportunities, they bring regret. Missed opportunities bring regret. Let me bring this a little closer to home. You don't mind if I do this, do you? This church has a lot to offer many of you that are not taking advantage of about this much of it. This much of it. What's happening in this room is great and it's awesome. But folks, there is so much more that God has for you in this body. He's got a fellowship with other believers that some of you need to tap into. He's got some small groups that are available just waiting for you. Listen, that have the answer for your problem. He's trying to draw people in. We do not just do things around here to fill up space. We do them because they are felt needs and they are leadings of the Spirit of God that we want to offer the people in this church. But man, to get them to come sometimes is like pulling teeth. And the only thing that I can think of is people's priorities are out of whack. And they are distracted by the age and by the spirit of this world. Say this with me. I'm not going to let that happen. I refuse to let that happen to me. I am going to open the door wide for the King of Glory to come in. Just do it right now, like this. Open up, open up, open, open, open your heart, open your heart. Oh yeah, pastor, but I've got this to do and I've got that to do. I've got this to do and I've got that to do. I'm just too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy. busy, busy, busy. I'm just like a little too busy. I'm too busy. I'd be there, but I'm too busy. I'd come to seek a sobriety. I know I need help, but I'm too busy, 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 busy. I'm too. I'm like a bee. You ain't producing nothing in your life. Come on, Pastor. Tell it. Yeah. Not even any honey. <laughs> Broke and don't have no money. Come on. <laughs> just stinking too busy. Tell the Lord that. Uh oh. Well, I serve here, Pastor, but I'm just, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm too busy. You know, I'm going to always have a smile on my face and say, yes, I understand. I love you because God loves you. And, you know, man may say it's okay, but does God say it's okay? I just heard the organ start up. <laughs> hey, folks, if the shoe fits, put it on. came for a nice word today. Well, I'm being nice. This is a nice word. And really, if you receive it and act on it, your, wor- your wor- world will get better. Now let's look back at Luke chapter 10. Boy, that's enough of that. Whew. And she had a sister named Mary. She seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. Verse 40. But Martha, overly occupied. In other words, there was other things in her life that she was giving place to. Therefore, there was too much space for distractions. But Martha, overly occupied, and to what? I'm just too busy, 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 busy. She was overly occupied and too busy. You've got to maintain and watch your schedule very carefully. And you need to say yes to the things that the Spirit of God is leading you to say yes to. And you need to say no to the things that are good things, but not necessarily God things for you. Come on, somebody. Well, how am I going to know the difference between good and God? As many as are led. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. In other words, acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He will direct your paths. But Martha was overly occupied and too busy. Therefore, she was distracted with much serving. In her case, it was serving. And she came up to Him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me alone to serve? Can you think about it? The master came to her house and And Martha starts correcting him. It's not a good idea to correct Jesus. But then she took it a step further. She said, not only am I going to correct you, but now I'm going to direct you. Watch out for those people that want to correct you and direct you. She said, now you tell her. Then to help me. To lend a hand, and she needs to do her part along with me. Verse 41. But. Seems like something ought to be said right here, right? (laughs) But. But the Lord replied to her, saying... Martha, Martha. You get a double Martha, you're heading for trouble. Martha, Martha, Martha. Now, what, notice his reply. Because you've allowed yourself to be overly occupied, because you have allowed yourself to become distracted, it has brought anxiety into your life. Have you ever noticed that when you get too many irons in the fire and you're doing the juggling act, that all of a sudden worry can creep in? I've got a deadline. I've got to do this. That anxiety can... I'm I'm never going to get this done. He says, you're anxious. But notice he didn't just say about this situation. He said, you are anxious... And you're troubled about what? Many things. Here's what I know about anxiety anxiety is never satisfied. Say that again. Anxiety is never, ever satisfied. You cannot satisfy anxiety. With anxiety, you can shut anxiety down with the Word of God. But she was not just anxious in this setting. She was anxious as a way of life. And though it doesn't say it, I would just about wager a bet to say that she was anxious about several things that were going on in her life outside of that situation. Now notice. Next verse. But there is need of only one thing or but a few things. In other words, there is need for the God things. And Mary hath chosen the good portion. And I'm going to say to you today, That you have the power to choose the right portion. You have the God-given power to choose the good things and leave off the bad things. He said, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You stand in the middle. Now, son and daughter, choose life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, you activate making the right choices by saying, I choose life today. I choose the good portion. I choose to go with God. I make the right choice. Whoo! The power of choice. You look it up in the Word of God over and over again. The Word of God says that By the fear of the Lord, he will give you the instruction to choose the good way. So when we're walking and living in the fear of God and walking in his presence, he gives you the power to choose the good portion. And notice with me, it says, And when she made the choice for the right portion, it put Mary at a great advantage. And I feel like the spirit of God is saying to you, when you make the right choices in your life, when you shut the door on the wrong choices, when you hang around with the right people and shut the door on the wrong people, when you, glory to God, when you open up your heart to speak right words and don't speak wrong words, it places you and I at an advantage. Making the right choice. It's the believer's advantage oh friend when you choose the good portion you're choosing the right portion you're choosing the God who is good you're choosing the God with whom no no good thing will he withhold from your life Say to me right now I'm choosing the good portion I'm choosing the right friends I'm choosing the right church. I choose the, right I choose the good portion the good for, my life. for my life. Don't you know God's got some good portions for you? Yes, oh, man. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, he is good. Now, yesterday, I got hungry for a cheeseburger. Anybody ever been hungry for a cheeseburger? <laughs> Like right now, maybe? I got real hungry for a cheeseburger. I don't get hungry for a cheeseburger very often. But when I do get hungry for a cheeseburger, I got to have a cheeseburger. So Brenda was that lucky. I said, okay, bring home some meat. So she brought home about 1.2, 1.3 pounds of some wonderful beef, sirloin. And, oh, it's 90% fat-free. And I'm saying, give me that, baby. I said... I'm gonna put that whole chunk on the grill. I'm not. I don't need no patties. I'm gonna eat the whole thing. I'm gonna eat that whole. I'm hung. I wasn't hungry. I was hungry. You ever been hungry? She said no. She said don't do that. She said. If you put that big slab on there, it'll take too long to cook. I said, okay, make me two patties. He said. So Brenda had already eaten, and she went upstairs to do some things, but I had the grill going. I got that puppy nice and hot, and I put those two great big slabs of meat on the grill. And I sat outside in that beautiful weather, and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, for my hamburger. Thank you, Jesus, for my hamburger. And so I'm watching it real close because you don't want to get it too burnt, but you don't want to have it too rare. So I got—I'm telling you what—I got this cheeseburger sizzling to where it would literally melt in your mouth. Okay, so, so I—I'm—I'm. I'm, yep. You guys are getting distracted now. <laughs> so let me distract you a little bit more. So I'm trying not to eat a lot of flour and a lot of wheat. So I got some Ezekiel bread. So I, you know, put some it and put some pure olive oil, cold pressed on it. But then I put this nice great big slab of meat on my plate. And then I put... A little circle of mustard there, a little circle of mayonnaise there, fat free, and then a little circle, a little circle of organic ketchup. And then I took the Tabasco sauce, Major, and I put a little dose of Tabasco on each one, and then I mixed them all together. I stirred it up, you know what I'm saying? And then, oh man, I'm downstairs, nobody around me. Brenda's upstairs, I'm watching the Giants, and out of the sound from my family room is Oh, mm. Ah. Oh, man. That is good. And my point is this, when you choose the good portion, it puts you at an advantage. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, when you know that his goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, when you know that he is good and he will do you good all the days of your life, your life puts you at an advantage and you will be gone. Oh, God is so good to me. Oh, I'm glad I made the right choice. I'm glad I chose the right portion. Woo! That's why I told you that. Look at verse 42 again in closing. I've done preach myself happy. You are so easy to preach to. I'm telling you what. I'm exhorting you to stay filled with the knowledge of his will. I'm exhorting you to develop the powers of concentration. I'm exhorting you to look, don't limit yourself by being distracted by the cares of this life. And the Bible says that which is to her advantage. Read the rest with me. Which shall not be it won't be taken away. Look, when you make the right choices in your life, And put yourself through the process of discipline and diligent. When you submit yourself to God. Whatever he's leading you to do. When you make the right choice. The devil cannot beat it out of you. He cannot take what God has placed on the inside of you. There are rewards coming your way. There's life and life more abundantly. That come to those who are filled with the knowledge of his will. And those that keep their focus on Him. I want to just say it to you like this. Looking unto Jesus. He's the author. And He's the finisher of our faith. Pastor Tom, go to the piano. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's rejoice in what we've heard today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now pray this with me right now. Put your hand over your heart and say, Heavenly Father, In the name of Jesus, Jesus. I declare.